not as long as the last break, I know. But anyway, welcome back to Yo MTG Taps. I'm Big Head Joe. And I'm Stephen Marshall. And uh, this is the first of, hopefully, <laughs> two episodes we're going to record in the next two days. You never know. Things happen. But I'm pretty sure we're recording two episodes. Today we're just talking standard. Um, we want to talk about uh, the Hunter Burton Memorial Tournament we played in uh, two weeks ago. And we want to talk about the uh, TCG Player Diamond event, the 5K in Waco that we played a few days ago. Um, which we did horribly in, both. But uh, that's not to say uh, we don't have some stuff to talk about. Um, but we're going to you know, kind of just go over standard where we're at right now. Uh, we've got SCG Open coming up in Dallas, uh, April 12th. So that's where our minds are. Where our minds are in two places right now. We've got our minds on that in two weeks, and then this coming weekend we've got a PTQ uh, in Fort Worth as well. So uh, that's the reason for two episodes. We're in two places right now. We don't want to really like, you know spend not enough time on either topic so we're going to give each topic a full episode and uh break this stuff down and and see where we're at hopefully uh get some answers for ourselves and uh hopefully for you as well as far as what to play uh in uh at the scg open and just in standard going forward um so uh yeah so you were you've 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 got a lot of notes on this <laughs> yeah which is great uh yeah Steven is is the prep guy, and uh, and that's good because I'm not. <laughs> I've just been I've just been playing more standard. That's right. Yeah, I've been playing sealed like every night on Moto. So, um, just when I you know, I that's more that's more my forte right now, and kind of more what I'm preparing for. Uh, so, but you've been you've been jamming standard pretty much constantly, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, just uh, even before the memorial and the. 5k it was uh standard ptq season so i was also prepping for that so i've just been playing uh more standard than i care for <laughs> <laughs> so do you not how do you feel about standard right now just in general i don't know it's uh i, I don't know what it is i can't really put my finger on it but i just the the the, the stand the, the format just seems kind of it, it's not like it's not uh skill intensive or anything like that it's just uh it's just not my cup of tea um I think I just don't like playing against Thoughtseize and decks that run around with main deck Lifebane Zombie. I, I like to traditionally I like to play like green and white creatures a lot, and yeah, uh, I mean that's just not that much fun. Where you sit down and yeah, you just get the <laughs> Thoughtseize and then Lifebane Zombie is just like devastating. Yeah, um, considering my, the deck that I'm probably playing at the open uh, is running four main deck copies of each of those cards, um, I can I can. I don't feel your pain, but I will probably be, I'm, I'm feeding into your pain. So, yeah. And so, uh, I mean, more recently I've been playing a lot of the red, white burn deck, which is, uh, it feels like something that's like actually different than all the mid range plus Esper decks out there, which that's just all that current standard really feels like. There's not really, um, any incredibly viable aggro decks uh, other than maybe mono, you know, obviously mono blue devotion. Um, and even though there's a, like a lot of decks that you can play and play well right now, I just, for some reason, it doesn't feel like there's as much uh, room to, to play really stupid cards and, and have it be competitive right now, which is what I usually like to do. Right. Well, there's some, there's some aggro decks that are, uh, 
kind of showing up. I mean, you you built a mono green aggro deck that uh that looks like fun, and then there's also a red green aggro. Am I right about that? Like that has been kind of peaking up, but it's not tier one. You know? No, so yeah, that's what I thought we were gonna. I, I we should do first is just kind of uh, the big overview is kind of like just go over like the the tier one decks right now, the decks that you actually have to have a plan for if you expect to actually go into a standard tournament and have any kind of success. Yeah, and so, mazes end. So mazes end. For of one. course, yeah. Uh, first is uh, mazes end. Uh, mazes then, end uh, runs runs four copies of mazes end, hmm. um, and um, and other cards that don't win yeah i mean it's it's either that or i guess it's 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 mortal nemesis the mill deck i mean that's pretty <laughs> much the entire metagame right now yeah pretty much it's just it's just self mill which i actually which is funny because i think it's like the end of the list like spoilers like what you were talking about playing <laughs> but uh <Yeah. laughs> and and to be fair i played mazes end two weeks ago and we'll get into that but uh yeah so anyway uh, <laughs> tier one decks right now. Esper control obviously is on top of everything. Wait, number one with a bullet. Yeah, yeah, it's it's there. Uh, you know, this is uh, this is Joey's kind of format right now. You know, uh, Esper mirrors on the on the coverage, and and again, we'll get into this uh, talking about the tournament last weekend. But um, expected to see a lot more Esper control than I did, um, and that was annoying. Uh, because I was very prepared for it, playing the second deck on our list of tier one decks, which is Mono Black Devotion. Um, but uh, and then, anyway, I mean, you've got a, you've got a lot of notes about these decks specifically, but let's just run down the rest of the list. Obviously, we've got Esper Control and Mono Black. We've got Burn, Red Green Monsters, or Jund Monsters. I think they both kind of fit that same role, right? That, that's probably a little editorializing by me putting Burn number three. So I apologize for that. Sure, no, you know, <laughs> but no, seriously though, like given. And, and like, like it I've gets told, played enough. Yeah. Like I've told you before, um, one of the most interesting things I learned um, doing SCG Live and talking to the players who are on that grind and who are traveling the country and playing all these different events is that metagames are very regional. So um, like the East Coast is a very control-heavy metagame. Um, so you're going to see if you're playing in like – uh, the SCG Open in Baltimore, you should expect to see a lot more Esper control than Burn, or at least you know more, just more players playing that deck. Um, and then, like one of the things I learned, because when we were in Texas, everyone was joking, oh, "I got to keep my life, my like my life." I don't remember what format it was. It was so long ago, but it was like, "Got to have my life gain cards in the sideboard." You know, like they were all like, "You know, we're in Texas, so we're gonna be playing against a lot of Burn decks." So having burn number three, considering where we live, isn't by any means, you know, a stretch. Um, I always found that to be really, really wild. Um, that the meta games are can be regional. Um, we said red green monsters, Jun monsters number mm -hmm. four, uh, and then mono blue aggro number five. Still, kind of, still, yeah, it's it's fallen off a little bit, but it's still uh, it's still fighting for that number five spot there. I don't think there's any deck that's really surpassed it in terms of like visibility or, or success um, at least, you know, other than this other four. Um, so obviously let's talk about Esper because it's uh, you got to expect it. You got to prepare for it to a degree. Yeah. So um, I guess at least in the States, I was looking at just uh, the top eight of GP Cincinnati and the star city open that same weekend. Uh, they both had an Esper 
uh, mirror match in the finals. I don't think Esper is necessarily the most played deck, and I mean that was kind of that bo- we, we we kind of saw that uh, was the case uh, last weekend. Um, right, learned that the was, hard way. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I was actually looking at the the top eight from the the Waco event, and it was actually won by Esper Control. So what I think it is is that it's it's the best deck. Even though Esper, especially at the Waco tournament, wasn't necessarily the most popular deck, which is, yeah. I guess, why uh, we didn't see it while we were playing. Yeah. Um, it just, but you it, hear the it, bitterness in my voice. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's probably because it's the best deck. It's going to be the most popular at the top tables. Uh, right. So there's right. kind of like a difference in the metagame between you know what you expect, you know, rounds one through four, uh, and what you would expect in the later rounds if you actually. Uh, rattle off several wins in a row. I actually would have bought 30 more TCG player points on uh, on eBay and got two round buy for the event. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, in the top 16, um, so uh, six of the decks were either uh, Esper or uh, some sort of blue-white control deck. Yeah. Um, and then four of them were mono-black. So uh, 10 out of the top 16 were either mono-black or Esper, which kind of just tells you where the metagame is and what the, what the best deck is right now. Yeah. And in fact, yeah, the, the top four, three of them were blue, white, uh, control decks. Yeah, no, it's, just... it's, it's like one of those things where like the best players play the best deck, you know? So like the cream rises to the top. That's just how that kind of thing goes. Um, and like, I, like I want to play Esper control, but I don't have the patience for the mirror. So, I know it's the best deck, but I know the better I do in a tournament, the more I'm going to have to play the mirror. And I don't want to have to do that because I've just proven to myself that, yes, I can play a control deck versus all of the non-control decks and have a ton of success and feel really good about my deck choice. But once I get into the control mirror, I just I just don't have – I mean, we talked about this with Shaheen, you know? Yeah. Uh, once I get into the control mirror, I'm like, oh, God, here we go. And I was, fine, I'll be the one to blink first so we get this over with. And, of course, they have the counterspell. Like, I should have known they had the counterspell. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Um, but... Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, if you get to play Thoughtseize, Sphinx's Revelation, uh, Detention Sphere, uh, Counterspells, and Supreme Verdict, you're just going to have the most universally good uh, answer cards. And, um, yeah, it's just it, – it makes it really hard to – uh, build anything that's hoping to go to a long game and actually uh, beat them, or even in the mid game, it's right. it's really hard to trump what they're doing. So uh, the the way to kind of attack that field, um, as I, I think you could see from uh, the SEG Invitational last weekend, uh, but like the if you actually look at the uh, seven seven wins or better decks from the standard portion of the tournament. Um, I don't have the actual data on the entire metagame there, but I would imagine the most popular deck at the SCG Invitational was Esper Control, and I imagine number two was Mono Black Devotion. Uh, but I bet it was Esper Control by by a lot. But the yeah. actually, but if you look at like if you break out the records by uh, standard, uh, since you know the Invitational is half standard, half legacy. Right. Um, out of all the decks that compiled either uh, like seven seven wins or more, mm-hmm. I believe there's actually only one Control deck. Uh, amongst them, the rest were actually uh, the most popular deck amongst the seven and uh, seven wins or better. Were um, it was almost all mono red aggro creature mono re- based mono red aggro. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's I mean, that's I think 
obviously a reaction to the expected metagame of, you know, everyone playing Esper Control. You know what I mean? Sure. So, if yeah, if you got to a metagame where you could consistently hope to face uh, Esper Control, especially round after round after round, um, you could actually, I mean, that's something you could actually game for and actually kind of reintroduce some aggro decks to the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know if that's the best choice for the format as a whole, but that makes it makes a lot of sense to me why people would be playing that deck in the Invitational. Yeah, now there was one exception. Uh, the one 8-0 standard deck uh, was Mono Blue Devotion, uh, but that was Sam Black, so that might be a special exception. Right. Yes, it. it's like you sit down to play, you shuffle, you do all these things, you, you tune your deck, and then he just kills you with his laser beam eyes. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, like, I, I, I just think he doesn't lose with that deck, basically. I think that's a special exception to the role. Right. And so you, you, your deck isn't, it, you don't have any sideboard answers to laser beam eyes. So uh, you, so just, you, you just die. Yeah. My <laughs> opponent didn't show up. It's like. Well, you killed your opponent. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. He's not here. <laughs> you know, he vaporized. He vaporized. If he, if he vaporized, it's the same as not showing up. Uh, it's kind of funny, actually, because a lot of the decks that did really well look like the old Tom Ross red slide decks from Standard uh, a little while back that, yeah. that, that were popular. They're running like all the one drops and uh, Titan Strength. and um, uh, the, But those were mono red. Uh, and then uh, Tom Ross himself actually put up uh, – a really good standard record with a with a relatively new deck, red green aggro, uh, and these are all just it's it's kind of a the the metagame there is kind of a special case because not only um, maybe not at the top tables even but definitely the most popular deck that you would see like you know rounds one through whenever would be Esper Control. So I've I've, I've tested some of these uh, aggro decks and they they do have a, a, a really great matchup versus uh, Esper Control. That's why a lot of the burn decks you see out there. Uh, they have four Fire Drink Crusaders in the sideboard, so they can just bring those in uh, against Esper Control. Right. Where um, you, if you could just, you have to get, you just have to close the game out by turns four or five, or make it so that you can uh, burn them out uh, by that point in time. Um, so if you if you wanted to beat Esper Control, that's probably um, that's probably what I would recommend. Although it still doesn't make it, you know, it's it's a favorable matchup, but it's not unwinnable for them because they could just, you know, if you stumble or they just happen to have, you know, a few last breaths or counter spells or especially if they have syncopate and then they could just walk you into a supreme verdict, you know, it, <laughs> they could still end the game. Right. Uh, the the other problem is that I, I can't imagine these decks being really great versus mono black uh, or just any <laughs> anyone packing a ton of removal, which mono black right. uh, well, that's does have. A- that's the thing, like, coming into SCG Dallas, we're in Texas. The The stereotype is accurately that you should expect to see a lot of burn players, you know? So, like, do you play one of these aggro decks down here? You know, probably not. Um, it seems like it could be just setting yourself up for a certain doom because you're going to deal with a lot of red decks. You're going to have people playing Magma Jet, you know, like, you're going to see Magma Jet, like, straight up. <laughs> so it might not be the best plan. I, I don't know, because I, I don't have... It's still a pretty small sample size, even though I've been to, like, probably three large tournaments uh, over the last month for Standard here. Yeah. And I, I'd say Mono Black's probably the most popular deck. Or, yeah. like, you know, Mono Black or Mono, mono Black Splashing White. Mm-hmm. Um, which actually makes Burn, or at least... 
up until this week, and it makes Burn a pretty good choice yeah. um, for that combat. If you expect to play Mono Black, it's it's probably its worst matchup, I'd say, easily is Burn. But uh, that that might be changing after uh, GP uh, Beijing. I don't know if you saw the the, yep. the winning deck list there. <laughs> Seen and adapted. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I'm really, really excited about this development. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Yuya Watanabe uh, played four Staff of the Death Magus in his sideboard, um, which uh, I, I can't I can't stress how pumped I am about the existence of this card in any deck. Like it's so hilarious! It's hilarious! Like the staves are like those cards that you go. If, if your opponent plays them in like like an M14 sealed or, or draft, you're like, okay. Yeah, you relax a little. <laughs> you do. You kind of yeah. You 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 don't you let go of some of the tension in your shoulders. You know, you kind of just chill because you're like, okay, they put a staff in their deck. I probably got this match. You know. Uh, yeah. This this guy likes to uh, have mulligans just sitting in his hand. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, no, but uh, to, to, to see this card become playable um, is exciting to me. Um, and, yeah, totally, like, I'm actually, I'm, I'm actively right now looking to see if I have a foil one. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the staffs are uh, three-man artifacts. They have one for each color. And basically the, the one that uh, Yuya Watanabe played um, is the Death Magus one. It's for black. Uh, so it's whenever... You what a you you play a swamp or cast a black spell you gain a life so uh, they they average two life a turn and that's just just impossible say, to come yeah. back against the two things that deck does like yeah that's all they do yeah so uh, I I had been trying to play burn online a little bit just to test it and I ran to that so easily one game one uh, especially since the the burn deck I'd been running had like just a one miser's copy of a, a symbol of legion which I just happened to. <laughs> stick game one nice uh, but uh yeah games two and three they had they had that staff and it was just it was just impossible to beat because because with burn you're hoping to goldfish turn probably turn five or six and, and at that point like you know the math just doesn't work if they if they've gained like five or six life uh but at that point you know before even you know considering gray merchants or anything like that which you usually have to hold up a uh, Skullcrack for. So, so game three kind of just demonstrates the power of that card. I had three Skullcracks and still did not win the game. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's insane! Yeah, because you run out of Skullcracks. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just Skullcrack them every single turn. Right. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. So that, and, and I think that card made such an impression. People just thought it was so cool. Um, I saw or I was playing those uh, April Fool sealed events online where it's just basically completely random formats. Uh, but one of them is was basically, you know, seven sealed packs of, like, any set that had slivers in it, including uh, most recently M14. Right. And I think I think it made such an impression on people. I saw someone, um, you know, this is, you know, after winning uh, this is either two or three rounds. It might have been round four. So, you know, a pretty decent deck. Uh, someone was playing the green staff, but just because I think I think it changed people's perceptions so much. Like, oh, is this, is this playable now? You you liked it? I mean, it must be. <laughs> That's funny. Because otherwise, every other card, the deck was a very good deck, but then that one was just in there for I don't know what reason. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. you were, um, and another card uh, you were talking about uh, that's very similar that I think 
isn't adopted as much uh, is trading post. Yeah, we should probably just censor that out. Right, we're just going to cut that one. I don't want people playing that card anymore. <laughs> I, you know, I, I like that idea too. I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think I almost like the staff more because it costs three and it doesn't cost you a card. You know what I mean? You just kind of stick it and then you continue on your plan. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like there's a little less of a cost associated. Like, you know, act, I activate trading post. I discard a card, even if it's a swamp. And then you skull crack in response. Like, you know, I lost a card. I lost a mana. You know what I mean? Whereas like, yeah, sure. You play your skull crack. You were planning on doing that already. You yeah. know, like uh, this is just going to stick a turn earlier, which is huge. And then it also, you know, it just does it. You just keep doing your thing. You don't got to start focusing on the trading post. You just keep playing your game. Uh, and you're getting that incremental value off of the staff. And if you have two, you don't lose. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's like, so I think like I playing two weeks ago in the, that, uh, the Memorial tournament, I, I think I overreacted to, uh, some blue white control, which is already a really bad matchup, uh, for burn, uh, just because they run a lot more actual counter spells than Esper, which yeah. is really good against burn. And they, don't take any pain. You know, they have a lot less uh, untapped la- uh, or comes into play tapped lands. Right. Um, and they also run Elixir of Immortality main deck. So it's just, it's just already a really bad matchup. But um, that that's almost uh, – Training Post is just almost an auto-concede. And um, the thing with Burn is that you need a really uh, specified metagame for it to actually be a good call, uh, mainly one that ha- just has a ton of mono black in it. But there but are definitely even- – I was like, is that even true anymore, though? I, I see, exactly. And the other, the other thing is that it's incredibly easy to hate out. Just anything that gains life um, equals, you know, especially if it's incidental and it's, like, uh, conducive to your, your your main game plan, then you're you're basically countering spells out of the burn deck for free, and the burn deck is trying to, you know, count up its cards to equal, you know, your life total. And if you're, if you're countering their spells for free, that's... Uh, that's kind of an issue, and there's just a ton of cards that can that, that are available to do that if people actually. Um, you, it, basically, if you want to play burn, you're making a call that people aren't going to uh, prepare for it. So they're not going to have training posters on the sideboard. They're not going to have the staffs. They're not going to have um, bow of Nylea is another really good one because I can just gain three life a turn. Um, you're you're basically just making making a bet that uh, uh, people aren't going to do that. So so all the time while I was playing burn. Um, I was kind of keeping my eye out and and waiting to see, okay, is that you know is is this the week I need to jump off the the wagon here? Um, and I think I I might have because uh, I, I was just acutely aware of you know if if this shifts and people actually prepare for it then it's just an unplayable unplayable deck. Um, I think I might have done it a week early, but I think now it's absolutely especially now that won a GP um, with that sideboard plan. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be widely adopted and basically uh, the whole reason to play burn is that you know mono black's almost a buy. Um, not anymore. So, right. Uh, the, 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 I mean, the reason to play the deck, it's just, it's just the, the metagame is going to be way too hostile to it. And I, uh, I, I definitely think it's, it's, you, you can't, you can't go playing it right now. And like I said, again, talking about being down here, that you're going to see a lot of people playing red, like mono red, uh, mm-hmm. and burn. And I think you're going to see a lot of people winning with decks other than that. You know what I mean? Like mono black and, and things like that. Like, um, now, now, now I want to talk to you real quick, just about let's, let's, let's from here mm-hmm. before we jump back on, um, you know, the rest of the decks, uh, I don't, I don't know how much we plan on talking about the rest of the decks, like mo- right with monsters or ag, uh, I, 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 I'll briefly describe what I think of monsters right now. <laughs> sure. Sure. No, but like, 
let's go into our uh, experience. Uh, well, I guess let's talk first about two weeks ago. Sure. Um, you, you know, um, two weeks ago we played in the Hunter Burton Memorial uh, Tournament in Fort Worth. Uh, it was about 160 players. Yeah, something Is that like right? that. Uh, uh, so it was over 100. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, you know, pretty good turnout. Um, it's uh, it was a, it was a memorial tournament uh, for this gentleman that neither of us knew. Um, so we're not really going to talk about that because we can't. We have nothing really to say about that. Um, but like anyway, the, the the fact is, the event is a pretty high dollar event in terms of like you know, the prize support was really good. Prize support was fantastic. It was like five grand um, guaranteed for the top eight. And um, I heard a rumor that that amount is going to double every year. Hmm. Um, at least for at least next year, it's going to double. And then maybe the year after that. So that's going to be a serious event going forward and uh, something to look forward to next year. If you're in the uh, Dallas Fort Worth area or, you know, if the prize support doubles, if you're in Chicago. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh you know, uh, great event. Um, you know, it was run really well. Um, most everybody was cool. I I was dead set on playing Maze's End, mm-hmm. um, and did Maze's End, twenty eight lands, sixteen fog effects, main deck, um, three Kiora, uh, one main deck elixir at that point. Or I think I'd cut the main deck elixirs. I had I cut the elixir, or did I? I don't remember. Anyway, um, a bunch of stuff happening, and then my sideboard plan against Mono Red, which I'm still very mm-hmm. happy let's about. See, no, let's let's hear it. My sideboard plan against Mono Red was uh, three Elixir of Immortality, four Heroes Reunion. Yep. <laughs> uh, it gained a ton of life against that deck. It sure did, but uh, you know, not enough. I didn't play against the deck once in the tournament, so it wasn't like. I even had to think about it, but uh, again, that's probably why I shouldn't have had seven sideboard slots get dedicated to it. But how'd you, how'd you do it with with your mazes end? Oh, I went like two, three. So okay, you know, I got I got to round five, hooray! Um, but uh, yeah, no, I round five. I played against uh, Andy Becaro, who plays at our store, um, and uh, and I and I was already like, oh no, because I know from the uh, gpt that we both that we all played in mm-hmm. that he was like the one person in the room that was respecting that deck <laughs> so no seriously like because first of all like like so he had um main deck rakdos return in his jun monsters and i guess everybody has that but um i think he had four total between main and sideboard and uh also sire of insanity so no see like, i think that's respecting good decks like esper or blue white no, I was totally respecting Maze's end, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, anyway, respecting those decks while demolishing my deck. How about that? Sure, you're just collateral damage. Right. Utter utter de- destruction. So, like, I got Maze's... I got Rakdos returned for three and then four, two turns in a row. Uh, so I just knew that this wasn't going to go well. Um, so, so how many cards did you have in hand after that? Uh, well, zero. Ah, uh. <laughs> Maze Zen doesn't do so great when you got zero cards in hand. Uh, wasn't fun. Uh, so after I saw that, I was like, "Oh, 
<laughs> that's right. Main deck Rakdos' return is a thing. I drop. Like I was like, <laughs> I yeah, uh, I, I knew. Like I think you were still playing. I was like, I could still. Yeah. Play. I was like, I could play a couple more rounds. Uh, but no, no. After I saw that, I was like, okay. Not only am I done today, I'm probably done with this deck for good. Like I just can't. I just cannot even begin to to deal with main deck Rakdos return. Like, which is a thing now. Like, that's a yeah. thing. People are playing that. And, uh, you know, uh, I can't, I can't even, if that's, if that's real, then, then Maze's End absolutely is not. Um, <laughs> not like anyone, not like, I mean, you didn't think it was real to begin with. No, I, I tried to talk you out of it. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is that I try to talk you out of a deck as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah. Yeah, uh, Stephen has this habit of of the night before a tournament uh, doing ridiculously well in two mans with some random deck, mm-hmm. and then and then deciding to sleeve it up at the event the next day. So uh, two weeks ago, what was the deck? So two weeks ago it was burn. Uh, actually, three weeks ago, or maybe even four weeks ago, it was it was burn. Uh, I actually took that to a PTQ that was also in Waco. Um, and it actually did pretty well, um, since by far the most popular deck at the time was mono black. Right. Um, I, I ultimately went six and two and lost my winning in, um, which is, uh, super unfortunate, but, um, you know, that, that was the breaks. Uh, but yeah, I played burn and it, it, it performed well. I, I played mono black five times, which was amazing. Um, and, uh, yeah. And the top eight ended up being, uh, like I think five model black decks, but, uh, I think blue white won it. So, so I was definitely on burn at that time. I, I really liked it. Um, it's a little bit different than the traditional burn. I wasn't running, I'm not running Ash Zealots. I'm running, uh, uh, three storm breath dragon, one main deck, a symbol of Legion, but pretty much everything else is the same. Well, I guess three main deck Chandra pyro masters. So it's a little bit more controlling, uh, yeah. because it actually has, um, some non burn win conditions in it. Right. Such that you can actually use some of your spells to, you know, control the board, um, and then just stick something that'll, you know, ultimately win the game. Be it, you know, a Chandra Pyromaster that can like recur your uh, Chandra's Phoenixes or, or what have you. Um, but I, I like the deck a lot, um, and uh, it, it, it's it had been a pretty good metagame choice. Just a lot of people don't like playing that deck, and I, you know, I could see why. Um, you run out of cards with it, and you just feel like a complete klutz uh, for <laughs> for playing that deck. Uh, but it, it was my kind of deck. I like it. Uh, I've played uh, Burn and Modern and, and even uh, Legacy when it's not overrun with uh, combo. So um, I was fine playing it in Standard. I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. It's actually the deck I've probably enjoyed playing the most um, uh, of this current Standard season, at least. Uh, so, yeah, that's why I took to the, the Memorial Tournament um, and uh, did okay with that. Went 3-2. and two. Right. Uh, and then... Uh, but the night before at the Memorial Tournament... What deck did you test? A mono green. That's right. Mono green aggro. <laughs> and uh, so when uh, so we register and you know we're making jokes about you know Stephen playing some goofy deck and then he grabs two deck registration sheets and I'm like oh no <laughs> here we go and I'm talking to Ryan I'm like yeah so guess what this is happening and I like took the green deck off the desk or off the table and put it in my bag. <laughs> I was <laughs> like I was like Stephen. Play the deck you know. Play the good deck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to protect me from myself with those those uh, terrible deck decisions. Yeah, it's uh, you know, 
I mean, it's it's a cool deck. I'm not gonna deny that. It's a really neat deck, but uh, it just wasn't. It was. Yeah, I don't know, man. I didn't have a lot of experience playing it. Yeah, and definitely. You know. I I had not played it in paper, but once I think when I tested it versus your fog deck or whatever. <laughs> right. Exactly. And beat it. <laughs> Which I, I guess would not really qualify as testing. So I uh, completely didn't learn my lesson there. Um, and for the 5K, I uh, so I guess I should go. I should back up. Basically. Uh, as I had mentioned previously, you know, playing the burn deck, I've been waiting and waiting and keeping an eye out and making sure, you know, okay, well, is this it? Are people actually preparing for it? And at the, yeah, at the Memorial Tournament, I played against, yeah, Blue White that brought in, um, yeah, the the trading post and just thought, well, if that catches on, that, I mean, it's just over. So I kind of took that as like a preemptive sign to, to, to jump off the bandwagon, but uh, uh, it might have been a week too soon. But uh, it was also aided in uh, my testing online the day before. So I basically just played Friday night. Instead of going to FNM, I, I went online and played a bunch of two-man queues before the, the Waco 5K with uh, – uh, I, I had a list of decks I wanted to just you know, run like five matches with just to dissuade myself from playing them. Um, and the first on the list was the uh, Naya kind of like aggro combo deck that uh, Brad Nelson had played I don't know how many weeks back. Um, I started playing with it and I basically just didn't lose. Uh, I, so I played, <laughs> I ultimately played 10 matches and went nine and one only losing to some weird, uh, <laughs> Aurelia, the, the war leader combo deck with the, uh, Minotaur that makes like a, uh, like a copy of something when it gets untapped. Um, and so I just made copies of that and took like three or four combat phase is a weird deck. I clearly couldn't understand what, what it was trying to do or how to sideboard against it. Um, so I kind of just wrote that off. And I'm like, Oh, this is basically undefeated <laughs> and tested some other decks and they stumbled a little, the deck never really felt super powerful. <laughs> I just, I feel like I might've just gotten lucky, um, which I tend to do with some of my testing where I basically test a bunch of decks until I get on, you know, until variants, uh, <laughs> favors me and then I just pick that deck <laughs> and then play it and then immediately regret it once it's said during the tournament <laughs> which is what happened so you played the Niagara and um so you were you were hoping to uh beat the control decks with that you know I don't know what I was hoping because uh, <laughs> I actually have like my uh my notes because <laughs> you know I, I record my test sessions in, in Excel right. um and let's see, I played out of the 10, I think I only played three real decks. They're all mono black and I just happened to beat them. Um, and the rest were either um, like green mid, like green aggro decks, but not even, I, I don't know what they were. That's, that's the thing with online. It can, it can get a little skewed. I didn't play control once. It was, it was mostly just random green decks, which I don't think are very good right now and did not see getting played at the tournament at all. Uh, but that's basically what I was beating. So, um, so you beat a bunch of green decks and then you went mm -hmm. into a field of black devotion and Esper and burn mm -hmm. with a Naya aggro deck. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. It's a, uh, yeah, it's just not. <laughs> so, so why are you, so why are you, are you giving me so much crap for playing Maze's End again? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I had results. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, w I made the top four of a Grand Prix trial. Uh, oh, no, that wasn't a Grand Prix trial. Sorry. That was game day. 
game day. Yeah. Game yeah. Day. Top four of game day. They don't make a play mat for that. So I guess. Uh, I guess not even a pin. No. I want a I want a game day finalist, Matt. I think that would be the funniest thing. <laughs> like, I want I want a Matt that's like the game day picture, but it just says finalist. I just want a whole bunch of like F and M top eight pins I can put on my playmat. <laughs> I love just like the first two rounds. You always play against the people with the uh, with the game day champion play. Oh yeah, yeah, or the PTQ top eight ones or whatever. Yeah. Every time I accidentally pull out my PTQ top eight die, die for anything, mm-hmm. I'm like, I always go, I'd like you to read this die. It says that I was in the top eight of a PTQ. Like, I do that. I, like, show it to someone and do, like, a Napoleon Dynamite voice. Because, like, I just hate the fact. Like, it's a cool die. I love that because it's a big freaking six-sider. I love it. But uh, I hate the existence of that sort of, like non-brag brag you know what i mean it's like not a brag what are you bragging about yeah i I lost in the first round of a ptq top eight so what you know what i mean like it's cool to get there but like so what you know did you win no then what you know what i mean like i mean i feel good about making the top eight of a ptq but i wasn't there to make the top eight of the ptq i was there to win you know um, I know you know all about that. We had a little discussion about that last weekend, but, um, oh, yeah. you know, it's like, it's just kind of like, cool. Like, yeah, that's great. But I don't need like the false, like brag. Like, I don't need the brag that says like, Hey, I did this thing that like, I'm what's supposed to intimidate you. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, so like, so what, you know, like I, like, I look at those things and I go, that's great. Beat me today. Yeah, you know, like, like I, I that's how, that's my attitude. I never have once been in, in, intimidated about like someone with a play mat that says they did anything. I don't care if it says Pro Tour champion. Beat me today. You know, like there's there's a lot more to to this game than stuff you did in the past. But anyway, that was uh, that's that's not being edited out. That whole part is not. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I think maybe my first tournament ever that had like that that had an effect on on like my mental game. Uh, but then after that, it just I I don't really even care. Right. Uh, but I mean, like, cause... but like, what are you doing though? I mean, like, like if you have a like, what are you like? Yeah. Okay. So at your first tournament, so you are in a sense, in essence, a magic toddler, right? Mm-hmm. You're a magic toddler, and you're intimidated by that. I understand that, but. Like, what's the point of that? Like, like, yeah, like, what if I, was I ran, already a buy? <laughs> what if I ran around like, like at preschools, which already this sounds bad, but hear me out. Mm-hmm. Like, what if I like chased preschool kids around on a playground, going, Rawr! you know, like, of course yeah, the kids are going to. That's why we're not allowed within three hundred yards of them. <laughs> exactly, you know, but that's the law, though, and I can't change that. So, like, um, but like, what am I doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, really? Like, you're scaring a bunch of little kids. Like, you're jumping around, going, Rawr! he's scared of me. I, I, I did something that you haven't done yet because this is literally your first time trying this. You know, like, yeah, it's like going to an elementary school and. Uh, you know, trying to play some pickup hoops, right? You know, and just... which I have to recommend if you're in a slump. <laughs> Jordan, no, but... yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give him like the the, the, the Matumbo like <laughs> finger wag. You're like, no, uh. <laughs> like, oh, you've never heard of these people? You're seven. 
oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, like, uh, yeah, I saw some people, like, at the, uh, it was the last, like, yeah, that, that most recent PTQ is the last standard PTQ of the season. I played against, like, I think two or three people that had the, the PTQ top eight mat for that season. Right. Um, which obviously means you didn't win that PTQ. Um, <laughs> cause you know, it's the same season. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah. And then, you know, after I beat him, I guess, well, I guess you're not getting the top eight this time. <laughs> so, um, I think you already got one of those, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you don't have to worry about getting a duplicate. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know. I don't really, I don't let that stuff affect me and I don't, I don't really care if people, people can do, do whatever they want. Maybe that was a big accomplishment. Maybe they, maybe they're just proud of it. Maybe they're not trying to intimidate. I don't know. You, you know, I mean, to be fair, um, the, uh, the top eight play mat for the last, or I guess at this point, it's two PTQ seasons ago. The last sealed season was the Elspeth one. And it was really cool looking, mm-hmm. you know, but I sold it before I left the event. Like it was already sold before I walked out the door. I was like, yep, that's cool. That looks cool. Yes. You can give me my entry feedback for this play mat. Great. Like that was, yeah. you know, I was like, awesome. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I played that aggro deck, the Nair aggro deck at the 5k and just, I regret it within, I don't know, game, game two, round one. It just, uh, I, I didn't really give it a lot of thought. It's just not something I like to do. Uh, the, the deck's really <laughs> it's first it's three colors which the man is not really good enough to support that right now so you're already got one strike against you um then you're only playing you know it's a creature combo deck basically where you need to land a creature you need to have the man to cast it and then you need them to not kill the creature and then <laughs> you need to have the untapped mana and them <laughs> not have enough power or toughness to block it to basically combo them out with like a Gorgland Rampage or plus Boros Charm or something crazy like that. But the problem is there's only like 20 creatures in the deck. So <laughs> that's kind of hard. So you need to you need to have like an opening hand with uh, one of those 20 creatures and also the mana to cast it. And, uh, you know, hopefully a pump spell or two. And then, you know, pray to God they don't have turn one thoughts. He's to take that creature away or, you know, <laughs> uh, a Doom Blade to kill it, you know. When you cast it, don't have the mana back up to 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 to, uh, to protect it. It was just, I, I just was, I was just sad about playing that deck. I want, I kind of wanted to lose. Like every single round, I was like, oh come on. <laughs> like the guy that, like it, the guy you played at the Hunter Burton Memorial, that was like playing <laughs> the blue black mill deck, and he just kept going, kill me, <laughs> kill me, kill me. Like every turn, he would be like, oh, I can't do anything. Yeah, kill a, me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, you know, he's playing. Uh, Ashiok, which is basically just you know telling your opponent to kill you anyway. So right, uh, like, yeah, he ultimated it, and yeah, still nothing, didn't win, which is hard to do. It's so funny. Uh, it was just a funny like situation to walk over and see, like your opponent going kill me. I'm like, why don't you just concede if you don't want to <laughs> win? Like he's like, I'm not conceding. He's already saying he's like, I'm not conceding. So kill me. <laughs> It was just great. But, you know, I got to admit, like, I, w- I watched your round four because I was already long done playing. Um, and uh, and I liked uh, the, the the central concept. Yeah, of, when it works. Deck. It, yeah, it just feels different. I mean, like, there's just the stairs just like a pile of mid range decks. And this one actually feels like you're doing something different it's it's fun um when it works because i mean what i saw you do was i saw you swing 
with a two one or it was like a th- what was it what was the creature that you attacked with oh maybe a skylasher or something like that it was something it was round four it was when you were playing um against that red black or it was like oh, a mono, yeah, mono yeah. black aggro kind of <laughs> deal um no, that's spike gestures this is like Rakdos aggro, I think. Rakdos aggro, yeah. Well, um, I saw you attack with like a 2-1 or something, and then you... Yeah, Dryad Militant. It was a Dryad Militant, and then you uh, Gore Clan Rampager, and then... um, Sorry. You, you Gore Clan Rampager ability to... Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what is that ability even called? Blood Rush? Uh, blood Rush, yeah. Okay, so you used... The... <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yeah, basically he had a blocker. And, you know, he's at a very high life total um, for the dried militant. And he's just like, uh, no blocks because, um, you know, it's like a 2-1 and I'm at like 14. So who cares? Um, so, yeah, I swing in and then Gore Clan uh, blood rush it to, to get, uh, you know, uh, a 6-5 and then give it uh, double strike with Boros Charm and, uh, you know, deal him 12 and knock him down to 2. That's an interesting – that's an interesting combo, but – I mean, I guess, like, you are using, like, two cards to do that, but, like... That's a I lot of life, though. If each card said deal six, you'd play them. You know what I mean? Uh, why, but here's here's my question, because, like, it fits in really nicely. Why weren't you playing Witch Stalker? I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I think I had, like, one in the sideboard. Like, uh, why weren't you playing four of them? If your idea was to... Oh, the man, the man's too bad for that. Double green's actually really hard. But, I mean, then why don't you just, like, what's white in there for? Just the Boros Charm? Boros Charm, Selesnya Charm, because you want to give Trample. You don't want them to be able to uh, chump block. So there's four Selesnya Charm in there, four Boros Charm, uh, four Boros Reckoner, uh, three Loxton Smiters, um, and, you know, the white's in there to, you know, so that all your lands can cast a Triad Militant on uh, turn one. Um, that's also why... Uh, uh, I think Brad had played um, Soldier of the Pantheon, mm-hmm. which is kind of a non-bow the rest of the deck. First, the you know the mana is not necessarily good enough to have wide open on turn one, right? And then second, all your combo pieces, Selesnya Charm, Gorklan, Rampager, and Boros Charm are multicolored, multicolor, so they can't right. yeah they can't target it. So uh, that was not in the deck. Um, but yeah, the whites for just <laughs> you <laughs> could have you could have. You could have played Witch Stalker. I think you should have played Witch Stalker instead of like Loxodon Smiter. Uh, maybe. Um, I just think it would have done more. I mean, like. Yeah, if you could, if I could cast it, then absolutely. Because um, I was kind of hoping to play against Black Red, and someone just Rakdos Charmy, and I get to actually spit those things out. But you uh-huh. uh, did play against Black Red. <laughs> Aggro, unfortunately. Yeah, not, that's true. Not the control version or the mid range version. What is oh Rakdos Return? I was like, what does Rakdos Charm even do? Rakdos Return. Oh, someone. When did that happen? I think that's why I didn't, because that was one of the other decks. That was the other deck I was considering at the time was the Grac, uh, the the Black Green Dredge deck. Wait a minute. Doesn't Rakdos Charm seem like it would just beat Mono Blue Devotion? Uh, I'm not following. Rakdos Charm. Mm-hmm. One of the I don't remember the other abilities. One of the abilities is each creature your opponent controls deals one damage to its controller. Mm-hmm. Would that just destroy them? Maybe, but they're an aggro deck. But they're playing like Master of Waves, which pumps out like eight creatures. And then you go, yeah, you, your creatures deal 12 to you for two mana. 
Uh, that is a best case scenario <laughs> right there. Otherwise, uh, you've just bored in a dead card. So, I mean, the card's only good uh, in that scenario when your opponent has cast a whole bunch of creatures and then resolved a master of waves. Yeah. Um, and you're also not dead yet. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't think that's a good scenario. Um, no, the, the relevant mode though, while I was testing, um, uh, the, the, the dredge deck was, I played, I played against two different people that had multiple Rakdos charm in their sideboard, which just seems crazy to me. Cause I've, I've never seen anyone in person playing Rakdos charm, uh, in, in this standard ever. Um, yeah, that seems really odd. But it actually should have been kind of a sign because I had Rakdos Charm cast against me twice while I was testing that deck um, and still managed to win <laughs> one of those games, um, even though they removed my graveyard twice. But yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't see Rakdos Charm seeing much play right now unless the Black-Green Dredge deck really picks up. Because I don't uh, think any of, those other, uh, any of those other modes are relevant right now. Speaking of cards like I shouldn't play... Um, <laughs> What did you play? Uh, I played okay. I played Mono Black Devotion, but the basically Efros list mm-hmm. um, with uh, some was some changes to sideboard and um, and 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 I didn't do that well. In fact, I did as bad as you can possibly do in three rounds of a Magic tournament. So let me let me ask you this though. Wait, wait, wait! No, I, I'm actually not answering any questions about the deck. No? Um, so okay. uh, moving on. Um, you know, regardless of whatever silly question you might have had. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your question, by the way? I was just curious. Uh, how many times did you play that deck before the tournament? Oh, none. I thought you were going to ask me another question. That's okay. <laughs> what was that other um, question? What, what, what card I cut from the sideboard. Um, so, uh, so anyway, um, yeah, uh, I didn't. I, I played Mono Black Devotion. Like, I played Mono Black Devotion before it was cool. You were playing the Dark Prophecies before anyone else? I was playing Dark Prophecy, and it was <laughs> awesome. And anyway, um, I won a game where I had because the thing is, Night Vale Spectre dies to everything, right? Like if if you're if you're game, how how do you figure that? <laughs> I'm just listen, just listen to me though. Listen okay. to me. Night Vale Spectre is triple black, right? Mm-hmm. Which is you know, if you're playing Devotion, you want triple black, right? Um, and I was playing both. I was playing Night Vale Spectre and Dark Prophecy, okay? I wasn't just playing one or the other. I was playing them both. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, like, my Night Vale Spectres died regularly. Always, almost, you know? But nobody gives a crap about your Dark Prophecy, right? Like, they don't. They just don't care. Because it's not that great. So playing suboptimal cards can be a strategy. It is a strategy. No, but like... I'm not going to attach any other adjectives to that, <laughs> But, like, the thing is, if your end game is, like, drop a Grey Merchant, drain for a million and win, which was kind of the point of the deck I was playing, mm-hmm. having the Dark Prophecy is almost a guaranteed drain three. Because sure. they're, it's not going to go away. If you have multiples of them out, and you stick a gray merchant, like, it's huge. Like, if you have two Dark Prophecies out, which happens a lot, because they're yeah. not going to remove them, you know? Yeah, like, this was, a, and, and in your defense, this was before Mono Black was actually, like, a thing. Right. And people were playing, like, uh, just doing the same thing, but with Underworld Connections. Which I is, was playing, yeah. and I was playing 
I was playing Pack Rat too in that deck. I only owned one, so I had one in the deck. Um, but I was playing Pack Rat, and I was, um, you know, playing all these. There was the, this was the same weekend that Owen won with the deck. The first time he won with the deck, and the deck mm-hmm. like blew up. Um, I was playing it at what? What was it? Game day? I guess I made the finals of game day with it for Theros. Um, game day finalist play mat coming in the mail still. I'm still waiting for it. <laughs> um, but I was playing like, and I still don't think this is a bad plan. All right. But I was playing festering newt. Okay. And I was playing bubbling cauldron. I don't like the witch. I don't care about the witch. The witch is useless, but I was playing those two because I expected to see a decent amount of burn. Right. Um, if you have both of them on, and I or had aggro decks, I or mean, aggro in decks general. in general, it was good for a different metagame. Yeah, I mean, no, it was good. I mean, it was cool, and like, it was pretty good. Um, and then I had, I'm pretty sure I had Whip of Erebos in there, so I could get back Gray Merchants and stuff like that. Um, and I mean, it was, it was, it was a neat deck. Uh, it worked out pretty well. I mean, there was stuff in there, and even you know, a precursor to what's going on now. Um, I was running four Blood Crypts and one Rakdos Return in that build. Because um, I had I had Liliana of the Dark Realms. I had two of them in the deck. So I could search up a Blood Crypt with Liliana and Rakdos Return. And I actually did that at one point. I Rakdos Returned for like 10 or something because I was also playing Nykthos. This is when it was all in on Devotion. Devotion, yeah. Devotion, Devotion, you know? Uh, there might have even been an Abhorrent Overlord in the deck. There was. There was a one main deck Abhorrent Overlord. Um, when I was actually testing uh, Mono Black Aggro, which uh, was the other main deck I was considering between Burn, uh, is either Burn or that at the the last standard PTQ. Yeah, um, I did. I was testing with one Dark Prophecy in the sideboard, just as like kind of a something I could I could I could put down uh, out of the sideboard versus uh, Esper, and kind of just reload whenever they played. You know, sup- like the only really good card they have against you, which is Supreme Verge to catch back up. Um, right. And uh, I haven't really gotten to, I didn't really get to test out that much. Um, <laughs> did it once, and it, it was pretty awkward for them, but uh, that was a very small sample size. Sure. Um, so if I pick the deck up, uh, pick the deck back up again, I might actually <laughs> might actually finally get to use some of these dark prophecies. Sweet. Yeah, I've got I've got I own forty two copies of dark prophecy <laughs> right now. I think it's uh, thirty non-foil and 12 foils wow so uh yeah and and you know and that, the, the day i was watching the modern uh was it the modern pro tour or was it the yeah i think it was the modern pro tour uh that just happened um in spain which uh we still gotta get alex andrup on the show mm-hmm. he's the guy that beat me in the top eight of the ptq that i top aided and wound up winning the whole thing and went to spain um, had a great day one, but the the the, the wheels came off game t- uh, day two. Um, but uh, he, uh, we're, we're gonna have him on the show just because it was his first pro tour. Uh, so it's a neat thing to talk about, just how he has that experience. Um, plus, apparently, the kid listens to tons of hip hop, which is kind of neat. Uh, if you follow, <laughs> if you're on Facebook, you just see he's now listening to Drake on Spotify almost always. Um, <laughs> so. Anyway, now I forget what the hell I was talking about. Some oh. about Mono Black. Oh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> at, that, at that Pro Tour, uh, uh, 
Randy, oh yeah, Reed Randy Duke. Bueller. Randy Bueller mentioned that someone had Dark Prophecy in their modern deck, <laughs> and I immediately okay. went and bought eight copies for no. it. No, no. <laughs> immediately, and then uh, I bought four more from uh, from our local shop. No, you're gonna be sitting on those for a while. That's fine. It hardly cost me anything, but if they hit, man, I got them. So, what's it hurt? What's it hurt to have them? I, I didn't pay any more than they'll ever be worth. You know what I mean? I paid the least amount they'll ever be worth. So, so who cares? It just takes one deck. Yeah, it really does. No, it really seriously <laughs> does. It does. Um, you know, and, and what you said about it being a great way to reload against, um, against a Supreme Verdict isn't a bad plan, you know? Um, is there a deck? Does it have a home? Not right now. You know, will it? Maybe, maybe not. Do they reprint it in M15? God, I hope not. <laughs> so, because uh, <laughs> if they do that, eh, it's kind of a waste of money. That's the only thing that I feel like it would be an utter waste is if they reprint it. Like, other than that, I'm okay. Like, I've got mm-hmm. them. They're just chilling. Nobody wants them. It's in my binder. They're both in my binder. The yeah. yeah. I'm in my binder. Nobody's ever going to ask for them. So, I don't need to worry about it. Um, and if someone wants one of my non-foil of dark prophecies, I mean, yeah, I'll trade it. <laughs> I mean, what do I have to lose? I got so many. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, I did the. I, I listen. I, I I can't blame you. I kind of did the same thing, but with um, fast lands. Fast lands. Well, yeah, I, I still have a bunch of those, the green white ones. Uh, <laughs> got like, I think forty of them. I, I don't know. I'm just sitting on them. That's okay uh, though. Like, there's nothing wrong with sitting on something that you think is going to be worth more later. Like, especially if you sure. put, like, you know, next to nothing into it. Yeah. I mean, those things were like, like a buck 50 or two bucks for a long time, you know? And like green, white is a very, uh, you know, aggro color combination. So if there's a green, white aggro deck that develops in uh, modern that hits, you know, you've got the lands and, uh, they'll easily, I'm just thinking birthing pot. I think plays a few of them. Yeah, you know. Um, anyway, this is nothing to do with standard right now. <laughs> your 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 uh, your plan was a lot smarter than mine, but uh, I don't. I regret nothing, man. I regret <laughs> absolutely nothing. Um, so uh, with all that Sorry. said, we're, we're we're you know kind of went on a tangent. I like it. Um, so red black is where I was mm-hmm. at the event. So yeah, with the the red black deck, I guess um, I, I can see why you did. Just because it seems like the splashes in black, it's either white if you want to beat the mirror match, the the mono black mirror match, because you get to play uh, Blood Baron of Visco. But then I guess you know um, you also get to play Obsidat for the the control control matchup. But I think I think reds uh, you play that mostly if you want to beat Esper Control, which isn't you know it's not a bad bet to make right now. No, I um, mean like I I felt I felt like the like that choice was a very good choice. You know, like I felt like doing that was a good idea. Um, you know, I, and I think the- it's interesting because we had like Shaheen on here like pff, months ago, um, you know, who is, you know, Mr. Esper basically. And uh, he basically said, you know, well, I hope people just never play black red because they have like a million cards that are good against me. Right. Um, before we like, what do you think? Because I was actually considering the card um, despite how awful it might be but you again we got to consider everything when we're you know trying to one-up the metagame um where is like because red black is obviously at least 
in existence now. It's mm-hmm. something. Where does Underworld Cerberus fit into all this? Does it not fit anywhere? Is it still doesn't belong in the deck? Um, I so no, not in that deck because that deck doesn't run any creatures, and you're trying to kill all the creatures. And then uh, if they somehow deal with your Underworld Cerebus, then it undoes all the work you just did. Now I could see uh, Underworld Cerebus. Um, so there's some Rakdos Aggro decks out there with like Exava and stuff like that. Um, and I actually played against someone at uh, GP Dallas that had like a Rakdos Aggro deck, and I was playing like a mono red Aggro deck. And so, yeah, we were going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And we were mostly at parity. And then he just drops this, like, 6-6 six, six for 5 that I can't block and I don't have nearly enough burn to kill. And it's just like, okay, this, this game's over. Um, I think there's a few decks. Um, the mono-black decks, some of the mono-black aggro decks are actually now picking up um, uh, the uh, Grey Merchant as, like, kind of a finisher. Oh, yeah. No, uh, why weren't they doing that to begin with? I've been thinking that... Like, I actually pretty much assumed that was the top of the curve on that deck because, I mean, uh, that's they, insane. They, yeah, they generally don't run enough lands to really want to play a five drop. So so previously, when the deck rattled off a few PTQ wins, um, red-green monsters was way more popular. And so they just ran four Desecration Demons as the top of the curve. Yeah. Um, which is just amazing versus them. And then you play, you know, main deck Lifebane Zombie and just, you know, they just cry. Um, but... Uh, now, uh, now that red green monsters is much less popular, there's less for the, um, you know, discretion demons, a lot less good versus the, the field right now. Uh, they've kind of, some of them have gone back to playing gray merchant, but if you're playing like a, a Rakdos aggro with like spike jester and, and, and some things like that, I, I could actually see, um, playing underworld Cerebus, uh, just as like a really big guy. And I mean, you know, so the defense against most of the decks, uh, against these like aggro decks with a bunch of like one, two, and three drops, especially with Mogi's Marauder, um, so you can get in a ton of damage. Uh, they just you know trying to play timely remove, timely removal, and then in the case of Asper, just you know playing a Supreme Verdict. But uh, that plan just goes completely out the window if you uh, if you resolve a Underworld Cerebus. So I could see in a deck that had enough creatures where that was like it fixed a, a hole in their deck and just made them a lot better versus um, certain cards they otherwise couldn't beat. Um, but um, well, here's the problem. Like, and, and like, I get what you're saying about that, but here's the problem mm-hmm. playing the red, black deck as it was. Mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't have nearly enough creatures. That's one thing. If you look at Efro's list, you're just like that, that guy is dedicated to beating control or, I mean, maybe, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. Um, I feel like the play skill, uh, you need to have, uh, there's, there's like an inverse correlation with the decks and the win conditions that you can get away with like, uh, running. So, um, I don't feel like I'm that good. So like, I can't play these decks with like, you know, three win conditions in them or four win conditions in them. Um, but I, I think that's, you know, probably a perfectly fine decision for, uh, Efro to make, uh, because, you know, he can, you know, I guess, manipulate and time things such that you know he empties your hand the Rakdos return then drops uh, a threat that could end the game um yeah it's a deck that when i saw it uh i didn't even bother testing just because it, it just didn't look like a my well first mono black's not my cup of tea to begin with uh, but second that deck just has so uh, he gets rid of all the pack rats um there's just not there's there's not a lot of creatures in it uh, it's basically uh it's a it's a control deck i mean it's it's running card draw spells um, and it's, it's, it's shredding apart your hand with a, you know, I think it has a main deck duress in there even, um, is doesn't 
Chapin, oh, okay, su- okay. Chapin suggested adding the main deck duress. Oh, okay, okay. And I was, uh, you know, on the fence about it um, at, you know, at the event, um, at the TCG player event. But yeah, I mean, it just, it, you know, just destroys your hand with Thoughtseize and controls the board with uh, Heroes Downfall and then just draws a million cards um, <laughs> with Underworld Connections. And then, you know, eventually you'll find a way to win the game from there. And that's, I mean, that's really how uh, that operates uh, almost identically with basically a control deck. Um, so it, it, that, that, that kind of just reflects the strategy there. Right. Um, but now here's the problem is, so I played this deck, right. And I, and I thought it was a really solid choice going in, especially given like the absolute overwhelming presence of, of Esper at the top tables. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my round one, I played against, uh, Jun monsters, right. Uh, which was fine, um, except that, like, you know, I had a little trouble boarding against them, and um, uh, and I didn't, I just couldn't quite beat them because, uh, you know, I didn't quite have the the sideboard uh, plan. I, I cut the Doom Blades out of my sideboard. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> Why did I do that? I mean, okay. I wanted to make room for Mizium Mortars, right? Because there weren't any Mizium Mortars. No, and Mizium Mortars was great. Mizium Mortars was great, all right? I want. Sure. I still want two in the sideboard, okay? Mizium Mortars was awesome. All week, or all all day. All three rounds that I yeah, lost. Yeah, all, 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 yeah. All three <laughs> All morning, losses. it was good. It was, yeah, right? I didn't make it to the afternoon, right? Um, you know, no, Mizium Mortars, I regret nothing about having Mizium Mortars in my sideboard. It was great. And I still have to make more sideboard changes, obviously, because at this point, the four staves are coming in. Um, <laughs> that's happening. I'm doing this. Um, and uh, so, and then there was a lot of mono black in the room. You walked the room and you saw mono black, mono black, mono black everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right? And there was. There was. There yeah, was there a was ton a ton. Of black, it, it was the most black. played deck, easily. So I added Dark Betrayals to the sideboard, which I don't believe there were any in Ephra's sideboard. Okay, Um, and, uh, you know, when I read Chapin's article about the deck or his mentions of the deck, he said and and, and, uh, the same thing with PV. PV also said that um, he wanted a second slaughter games in the sideboard. Mm -hmm. Right. So I was like, cool. So I put a second slaughter games in the deck. Now, you can't like you can't have 20. three freaking cards or however many cards that is in your sideboard. So you got to cut something right based on what we saw in the room. I had the dark, the, 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 the things and you had dark betrayal. You dark had... betrayal. Thank you. I wanted to yeah. say dark prophecy. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I had those, um, I had the Mizium mortars that Chapin wanted. Um, I had the extra slaughter game that it seems like everybody wanted. Um, and, uh, I put the fourth, uh, devour flesh in the sideboard, which that, in, in retrospect that was wrong. It should have been a, 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 a doom blade. But so far, like that's the only card in the sideboard that I really like. Wish was a doom blade, like in terms of like first level thinking of it. You know, I'm like, yeah, well, that definitely should be a doom blade. Everything else sounds good. Um, the, the problem is because I had so little to board in against Jund monsters round one. I wound up boarding in slaughter games, right? Now, now hold okay. on, now hold yeah. on. 
All right. Uh, so, but anyway, I check his hand. I see a storm breath dragon. I'm on the play. I hit three storm breath dragons, one out of his hand and two out of his deck, you mm-hmm. know, um, which was fine. Sure. Uh, with the card. But I had the problem is re- game three, it was a pretty competitive game, but at the end of the game, I had two slaughter games in my hand. It's awkward. I died with two in my hand. So yeah. it was just like, okay, yeah, this, okay, maybe two is too many. So maybe cut the second slaughter game. Maybe just leave one slaughter games in the sideboard. I still think it's a great card. Um, I w- and then, so after that, I'm in the X1 bracket. So if you're in the X1 bracket, you're pretty much never playing control again. So round two, I play against a burn deck. Mm-hmm. Um, and the burn deck. Can't imagine that went well. <laughs> absolutely destroyed me. Wasn't close. And then round three, I played against the mono blue devotion deck that you beat in round two mm-hmm. and got utterly destroyed by him as well. A matchup that probably wasn't even that like bad for me. You know what I mean? Like, the, I, yeah, it doesn't seem like it would be. No, it's not. Well, you know, just make sure it's sideboard in all your doom blades. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. If I had them. Uh, so yeah, so, so there we were. I mean, yeah, that's honestly, that's my biggest regret. Like my deck choice. I don't regret my deck choice. Okay. I think that the black devotion deck is awesome. Um, I'm still planning on playing it at SCG now, like the red. Now the red splash is for control. hate. absolutely. Right. And I didn't play control once. So I had like several dead cards in my deck. Dreadbore was awesome. I want more of them in the deck, I think. I think I want to add more Dreadbores. Like, just having unconditional removal is so big. Like, that was my one problem with the mono-black Devotion deck before the Red Splash, was that, like, so much of the removal is, like, sacrifice a creature and it'll be good if you don't have a Sylvan Carroted, or uh, destroy a non-black creature, which a lot of your creatures are black, or destroy a monocolored creature, which a lot of your creatures are gold. Like, or destroy any target creature and you're playing Blood Baron. You, you know what I mean? Like, um, it's just, I don't know. Like, the the, 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 the removal in the deck is pretty conditional. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think all the removal in standard is pretty conditional. True. Well, but that's the thing. Hero's Downfall is not. True. Hero's Downfall is target creature, target planeswalker, instant speed. Yep. Like, you can't go wrong with that. Um, the only thing in a perfect world is that you wish you had six of them and you wish that they cost two. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so I'm true. like, I'm like, well, why don't I run two dread boars and maybe cut Arakdos return from the main deck? Because I don't, it's just, I don't know. I, 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 again, I like the red splash. I think it's, I think it's great. I don't just think it's good. I think it's great, but like, being so prepared to play against Esper mm-hmm. main deck is just, it's just doesn't, it just didn't feel good when I played three rounds against non Esper decks. I mean, that's just a problem with sample size maybe. And um, had you made it out of those initial rounds, I feel like it would have been uh, a lot more beneficial than, than what you might've just seen that one particular day. No, for sure. But again, we're in Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to see a lot more aggro and a lot more burn than we would see at other places. So, like, I feel like I want my deck to be more prepared for those decks game one. Mm-hmm. You know, Mono Black is pretty good against Esper already. 
You know, you've got the hand disruption. Um, you've just got things they can't really deal with. You've got the mutavolts. I mean, it's just it's just a good deck against them. Um, underworld connections. Underworld connections just just you know matches them in card advantage if it doesn't bury them in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so you I mean you've got a lot of good tools already. Game one, um, having the red splash I feel is great to completely trump them after boarding. You know, um, but I'm almost feeling like I should maybe prepare a little more for. <laughs> the rest of the field. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're not prepared to beat a whole bunch of random decks in the first few rounds, then, I mean, it's going to be a pretty short day, too. <laughs> or a pretty short day. Yeah, if you don't have two buys, you should, yeah, you should pretty much be prepared to be playing against aggro decks, like, a little more than you are if you have buys. I guarantee you Efro had three buys, you know, in whatever event he was playing in. You know what I mean? So. Well, sure, yeah, it was a GP. He, yeah, exactly. He was ready for... We're playing against against Esper because at three zero to start, that's what you're going to see all day. Yeah, you know. So I think that and that's and that's and that's something I didn't really think about until I said it out loud. That's something I think a lot of people playing in these events coming up see these decks like this that are really good against Esper should consider. You know, first two rounds of a tournament, if you don't have any buys, you're going to be playing against some straight up jank. And I'm not saying my opponent's decks were straight up jank. I'm just saying you're going to be playing against some stuff. That if your deck is completely like pre-boarded versus Esper, like yeah, you'll beat Esper, but what if you don't play it round one? It's it's just it's just it's just bad. So yeah, so I mean I mean there's the old adage where you know you're not necessarily you know when you, when you sideboard you're not sideboarding versus that deck you're sideboarding against that person that you're playing against that day. Um, and so yeah, when you're, you're making a deck selection, it's not for uh, you know that CG, the you know the Star City Games Invitational that happened last week, or you know uh, the GP that Efro played in and had three buys. Uh, you know you're you're making a deck selection for the rounds you're going to play uh, in the metagame in your area this week. So right, um, yeah, definitely that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, and that's uh, that's you know a, a bigger, more important point than I even intended to make. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, it really is. I mean, uh, you know, that, that's, that's important to keep in mind when you're, when you're sleeving up a deck um, is that you got to get through those first couple rounds. You got to win those first couple rounds to start playing against the decks you really think your deck has a chance against. You know, or you really think that your deck has to, like, is, is built to beat. Like, if you're built to beat the top decks, you got to get to the top tables, right? I mean, that, yeah. makes, that makes sense. Like, that's probably why Esper, uh, even though it wasn't, you know, uh, a huge part of the field at Waco, you know, just <laughs> did so well in the, in the, in the top 16, just cause, uh, you run against like just some random deck, uh, Supreme verdicts are pretty good. Uh, pretty good answer to what yeah. most random decks are trying to do, which is just spit out a bunch of creatures. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, so, sorry. <laughs> so, you, so basically you're going to, you're going to, you're, you're going to stick with red, black. I think so. Yeah. Um, I, if, if here's an interesting question, Mm-hmm. If Mono Red is dead, and now Mono Red, you know, might not be dead by the time we get to SCG. Sure. But that sideboard strategy is pretty big. I mean, I'm not going to play Burn. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, do you think Pack Rat goes back now? You know, I mean, like, does Pack Rat go back into the deck? I mean, that's a good question. Um, again, uh, it's, it's, it's a bet that you're not going to be playing against Esper. 
because I mean that's just something that you don't that that that's not I mean a great threat against them. Esper against Esper, it's not. It's okay. I mean, you just have to be very careful. You know, you have to you know obviously you know wait until they're in step before you make any kind of rats. Right. Um, and I mean, just the problem is that they have eight ants. No, they have like. Yeah, so they have Supreme Verdict, they have Detention Sphere, so that's eight answers to it. Um, and then, and, and and when they answer it, if you've gone in on that plan, then you have lost the game because you've uh, they've created a massive amount of card advantage against you because you've just discarded like three or four cards um, right, and gone right. in on this plan. But you but, know, I mean, frankly, game one, like a lot of your cards are removal spells that aren't going to do much against them, so you can just discard them. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean that's true, but. Um, Especially with the red black build, it's like, I mean, a lot of just heroes downfall. And uh, is Efo running Dreadbore? I have no idea. It's running. Uh, it was he was running one main deck, no side. So, okay. um, but I think I mean I think it's great. But again, I mean they do have planeswalkers that you probably want to kill. Yeah. But you oh no no no! Dreadbore and heroes downfall are definitely not dead versus Asper. Right 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 right. No, but you probably pitch a devour flesh. You know what I mean? You sure? Yeah. You almost definitely pitch a devour flesh. It's not even Absolutely. say maybe. You pitch a devour flesh against them. You know, but the, but that's the thing is that the the deck felt really creature light to me mm -hmm. playing it. Um, we did uh, a last minute decision. We did a three one split on Life Bane Zombie versus Night Veil vale Specter, which again was the wrong call. <laughs> we yeah. should have ran four Night uh, uh, Life Bane Zombies. Not close. Um, but that's okay. You know, like, again, if I played against Esper, it would have been a great call. It wasn't. Whatever. You know, so uh, I think that, like, you know, go back to the four life bane. Maybe Packrat. Maybe Packrat goes back in. Yeah, maybe. You know how, you know what might uh, help you make this decision? Huh? Uh, Playing the deck. And playing exactly. it before the tournament. <laughs> exactly. And we're going to test this time. Yes. Like, for real, we've got a date set. We're going to sit down and we're going to play test some standard before the tournament. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to, you know, go home and the night before I'm going to fire up Moto. And, uh, yeah, you'll see, you'll see me, uh, rocking. I don't know. Blue black mill. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I wonder if Grixis is good right now. Like, I don't know. Like there's a rug deck that looks cool. Okay. No, I'm not going to, I'm not, there's, there's a million decks that look cool, but, um, <laughs> what are you going to play at SCG? Because when we talked to, did we, did we even talk about you playing at the, at the thing when we talked about your last round? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it just, I didn't like the deck. I don't want to play it. <laughs> so we don't really need to get into that. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm off, I'm off uh burn and I'm off the Niagara. I was never really on the Niagara. That was a less than 24 hour, uh, phenomenon for me. Right. Um, right. I would have to say right now I've, I'm kind of leaning towards uh, the green-black uh, dredge deck. Um, if you want to learn more about it, uh, Ari Lax and um, Colleen Woods have written some really good articles just kind of going over it. They're, you know, well, why certain cards are in the deck. Um, I mean, the deck's just uh, a lot of fun to play, which factors heavily into my decision on what deck to play. Um, it seems competitive on paper. Uh, it's got like a, a, a game plan. Um you know, that, that, that's working towards and, 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 you know, it's very synergistic. Unlike a lot of the decks right now, uh, which is something I, I love synergy decks. Um, uh, I also like graveyard interaction, which there hasn't been a lot of lately. Um, 
and you know testing it it's felt it's felt pretty good and i've you know i've won you know i've been able to beat control i've been able to beat mono black um not like a check like a super high percentage um but uh it, it feels very competitive um and uh it's a, just a lot of fun to play and it's probably the one i'm, I'm going to test the most uh after after this week uh heading into scg um just because and I think this is probably in the articles. I mean, I've read uh, Ari Lax's and and Collingwood's articles on the on the deck. But um, uh, what I did not understand initially, and why I thought the deck was just so inconsistent, was I was not uh, with the deck. You really have to mulligan aggressively. Um, so the deck has all it's trying to do is play Grizzly Salvage, Commune with the Gods, or Seder Wayfinder, uh, fill up your graveyard, and then play decks that reward you for putting creatures in your graveyard, um, such as uh, like Nemesis cards. Immortals. What's that? You said play decks that reward you for that. You mean play cards that reward you? For yeah. Something? So, yeah. So, and then, yeah, you play cards. So the deck plays cards that reward you for having creatures in your graveyard. Like, um, <clears throat> the most obvious one's Night Howler. Yeah. Uh, which is just, you know, <laughs> I mean, that thing is routinely uh, bigger than like a 10-10. And especially if you bestow that, then uh, your opponent's got to, you know, go through two different removal spells to get to it. Um it, it, it can also drop some incredibly early Nemesis Immortals. Like I'm, I'm talking like turn three, uh, you can drop a five five, and then on turn uh, uh, turn four, turn uh, you could you could turn into a ten ten regularly, um, and then um, so it's playing Nemesis Immortals, Night Howlers, uh, two uh, Gerard, um, which that can in the game I know, or especially if they have like a bunch of chump blockers, um, you just sack whatever you put your Night Howler on. Um, it, it just feels like it's doing something different than a lot of the decks in standard, which was, you know, uh, initially my attraction to burn and uh, why I'm enjoying this deck so much. Uh, but basically, yeah. So uh, the, the key, I, I'm, I'm still kind of like level one playing this deck right. um, where I just kind of understood that you have to mulligan to uh, an enabler um, because if you don't like normally you'll, 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 you'll pull up a seven. It'll be like, Ooh, three land cards, a mana dork, a night howler and a nemesis of mortals. And, you know, you look at that, and you're like, oh, I've got all my colors, I've got spells, I've got a curve. Like, no, you don't. You don't have a, you don't have a, you don't have a hand right there. You have just the, the worst mid range deck on earth right now. Right. Um, <laughs> so you, you because when you have that, your hand doesn't become good until you draw uh, either you know one of one of your enabler cards. Like, um, and, and you only have twelve of them in the deck, which uh, that's that's worse than like even keeping like a one lander uh, because you know you've got <laughs> you've got more than twelve lands in your deck. Um, and, and usually, you know, when people are afraid to mulligan, they keep one landers and hate, you know, re- live to regret that all the time. That's basically what you're doing when you're keeping a, a hand without an enabler in it. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's multiple times where I've like, now I'm, you know, I'm starting to see that. Like I was, I was like, the most recent game I played was versus Esper Control, uh, mold to five, you know, past hands that had, you know, lands and spells, um, to, you know, something with like, there's like three lands, a Seder Wayfinder, um, and like a Gerard or something like that. It was like a five land hand. And it was, it was, it was perfectly fine because um, even though Seder Wayfinder, so the best thing about Grizzly Salvage and Commune with the Gods is uh, they're enablers, they fill your graveyard, and they also dig you to the things that reward you for uh, filling your graveyard. So they'll find you either a Night Howler or um, a Nemesis Immortals or something like that, um, or even a Whip if it's Commune with the, go- uh, Commune with the Gods. Um, but even with the when you just have the Seder Wayfinder, you have something that can fill your graveyard so at that point, all you need to draw is either an enabler or 
something that you know the the one of the rewards. And at that point, then you have like eighteen to twenty life draws, uh, which is a whole lot better than <laughs> the one of the hands where you're, you you need to draw an enabler, which is just a much narrower odds. So it's kind of deceptive. You need to uh, <laughs> change how you normally uh, make your mulliganing decisions. But um, yeah, so far I like it. The only the only reason I wouldn't play the deck is if I thought kind of like burn people were prepared for it because you know graveyard decks are very easy to uh, prepare for if you want to. But um, I think it's fine. I, I I don't I have not seen anyone dedicating any sideboard space in any decks to it. And, um, if they do, then so be it. I mean, that's, uh, um, those are still pretty good odds. Uh, so that's, that's probably what I'm playing. I'm going to be testing that after, uh, after, after I'm, I get, get, get sealed out of my system this week, uh, for the PTQ, I'll be, uh, uh, even between testing for that, I'll probably be playing some, some dredge. That's, uh, that sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it, does, uh, does it play Reaper of the Wilds? It does not. No. Nope. I had a lot of trouble with that. Like, is Jun Monsters widely adopting that card, or is it just um, the deck I played against round one? Uh, I mean, a few of them are. I don't, I mean, personally, I don't really like Jun Monsters. Um, I don't really like Red Green either. Um, mo- uh, mono Black could just, just destroy that deck with, uh, you know, because, I mean, it, it plays so many mana dorks that, you know, Thoughtseize becomes really good because, that you know, <laughs> the odds that you have like multiple action cards are is not that high, and then even if you do, they can do I had you know multiple thought, action cards every time I thought seized it. Yeah, you know, well, thought seized into life bane zombie just that just ruins their day. Yeah, and then and then you know, worst case scenario, they drop something. It's like oh, hero's downfall. Um, right, right. It just does not seem where where I'd want to be right now. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know. Reaper's interesting. The the deck also runs uh two or three shadowborn demons, which are pretty sweet versus. Red, green, or, or mono blue. Oh, what is the text on that? It has text. <laughs> it's a 5-6 flyer for three black, black. Um, when it enters the battlefield, destroy target non-demon creature. And at the beginning of your upkeep, if you have fewer than six creatures in your graveyard, you have to sack a creature. By the way, completely sold out on Star City. Is it? Yeah. Huh. It's foil and non-foil. It's sold out at four um, in non-foil and six in foil hmm so it's an interesting card i like it yeah compl- hey, what's night howler at a uh, night howler can't be it too much really I, I think that card's really great wow night howler is totally sold out uh sold out at two dollars 350 in foil six dollars for game day Ooh, I got the place out of the game day promos. Nice, nice, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, they're sold out, man. Um, maybe people are building this deck right now. Probably. Better get your Gerards then. Although those were in that uh, dual deck, I think. No, it's more like. Uh... Oh yeah, well they've gone up. Or no, no, they haven't. They they were so. Oh wow. See, I was just gonna. I was just about to buy a bunch of these. At a dollar fifty, and they're sold out at a dollar fifty. Hmm. Yep. See, I think someone. I think this deck is picking up steam. I guess I probably should have my uh, Rakdos charms in the sideboard, huh? You know what? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have room for Doom Blades, but shut up. Yeah, Rakdos charm. I can put one in there. I can fit one. Cool. Well. So yeah, I mean that, that sounds that sounds cool. You know, we'll test. 
Absolutely. And uh, we'll, uh, you know, we'll have something to talk about uh, when we get back from the event and uh, see how see how everything goes. Hopefully, I mean, I think I think that our deck choices are both uh, are both solid. I mean, I think this deck's neat. I agree with you. It's They're cool defensible. That it's, <laughs> it's cool that it's doing something that a lot of the other decks aren't doing right now. You know, that's why that's why I liked Maze's End. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's different. It's definitely attacking from a different angle. Because as soon as someone sees like uh, turn one Simic Guildgate, turn two Boros Guildgate, they just go, ah, oh, like they're like, oh, no, I'm playing this deck. And if they go turn one Temple of Enlightenment, turn two Temple of Enlightenment, they should be going, oh, because I'm like, I've got a good matchup, you know? Yeah, so so sweet. So you know, we'll uh, we're gonna record tomorrow. Talk about some uh, sealed uh, going into the PTQ this weekend. Oh, let's be optimistic. Let's just break out draft. No, <laughs> I'm about to join a uh, an eight four. So nice. um, that's literally all the time we have for this week. We are Yo MTG Taps. Stop bitching. Start brewing. And thank God I can edit out the dead air between when I say that and Steven <laughs> says stop bitch and start. <laughs> Have a good night. All right. Good night. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Oh. I missed the bus. Oh. I missed the bus. I missed the bus. I went to Bentley.